The following is an exclusive Disruption Network production. Support for this podcast is brought to you by Joey's at 307. Joey's at 307 is the Utica area's best for Italian fine dining. Located at 307 Mohawk Street in East Utica. Enjoy a revolving dinner menu, amazing seafood dishes, classic Utica Italian dishes, lunch specials, catering, and now serving beer and wine. Call them today to reserve a table at 315 315- 864-3527. Joey's at 307. You're going to love it. Support for this podcast is brought to you by BallWash.com. Stay protected from odors. In itch, the essential must-have product to keep your crotch fresh. Feeling good and smelling great throughout the day and throughout your workouts. Remember, guys, the fun doesn't have to stop in the shower. Get the funk off your junk. Use the promo code MEMBERSONLY and get 15% off all your sales. Use promo code MEMBERSONLY for 15% off. Again, that's BallWash.com. Members only for promo code for 15% off. Man, I'm having stupid computer day. What's happening, everybody? It's local music Monday. Things just don't want to work today, and I, I don't know. I can't never put my finger on it, Granger. I can <laughs> never. I'm, I make it yep. look like I know what the hell I'm doing, but I literally do not know what the hell I'm doing. You cross your fingers and hope for the best. That's it, man. There we go. <laughs> and we rely on this technology so much, but it's just really. Sometimes it just doesn't want to work for you, especially like in a live setting. It's like, okay, we're we're actually doing this in front of people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, I gotta go. And then I start to turn to a spaz. And unfortunately, Justin can't hang out with us because we couldn't hear him through the headphones. And I'm having stupid computer problems, and this never happens before. And I don't know, but I miss you, Justin. And I know you're out there somewhere. So if you want, chime in through the through the foot. Facebook chat or whatever, but uh, thank you for joining in. It is Local Music Monday. It's me, Z. I hope you're enjoying your Monday. I got to give a shout out to the sponsors. If not for the sponsors, this podcast isn't possible. So thank you to my boy, Eddie Alzheimer over at EJA Moving Services. He's the most reliable dude you can count on. Seriously, EJAMoving.com. You can find him online, 315-335-0516. They'll move anything, anywhere, anytime, anyplace. They'll bring your kids to college. They'll bring your grandmother to the nursing home. They'll move you to Japan. Whatever you need to do, they can do all that shit for you. Give them a call today. Again, it's 315-335-0516. Shout out to Billy the Liquor Guy. He's got a book out there, an award-winning book, by the way, on the true crime series uh you can check it out on amazon or wherever you buy your books and coming soon billythelickerguy.com we're having a food drive actually this thursday over at the american legion in north utica come on down and help us restock the shelves at the utica food pantry because they need a lot of help they don't get any kind of government assistance and i think the only time they get anything is through like fundraisers and benefits and shit so it's going on on this thursday dj east one is going to be spinning it's from six to nine you come in you bring a couple cans of food there's raffles there's prizes there's booze there's food come on down and hang out with your friends from the d and the utica cricket club also shout out to joey's at 307 307 mohawk street you want a good meal today give them a call 315-864-3527 thank you to utica coffee 
for keeping us hydrated around here. Thank you to my attorney, Dave Longaretta, Saranac Brewery, Ballsy, ballwash.com. Use promo code members only for a 15% discount. And I got to give a shout out to my boy, Chilling with the Rick, who's out there doing it, killing it, still waving the flag for the local music scene. I love what you're doing out there, Rick. So thank you so much. My man, Matt Granger, in the house with me, dude. I'm trying to think of the last time we saw each other. It had to be EC, like back, back, back then, those, those days. Yeah, it's like a decade. A yeah, easily, <laughs> easily. Yeah. We, we were pretty drunk back then. I used to drink a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do a little bit. No, I mean, actually, that's actually a true statement these days, but back then we had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember any of it. Exactly. But... <laughs> it's probably better that way. I'm glad there weren't so many cell phones around. They were around, but not nearly the way they are today. Yeah, right. You know, people are hitting, like, just live broadcasting their day from the time they get up in the morning here. I'm just going to put this out. Yeah. <laughs> Anything in between. Like, holy shit, this is incredible. You know, I was having a conversation with my buddy yesterday <laughs> on how horrible it is to be a kid these days because yep. you can't get away with anything. Nope. He was talking, because he's a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. He was talking about kids that were vaping in the bathroom and yep. getting suspended. for, And they could see him on camera. It's like, how stupid you got to be if you're still vaping in the bathroom? Yeah. And then not only that, but... God forbid they get out of school and do something stupid. Their buddies are filming it on their camera phone. So it's like yeah. you can't get away with anything. When we were kids, mm-hmm. we done so much stupid shit. Yes. I'd have been locked up in juvie if they were filming that. And there's a real record of stuff. Like I know some of the things I did, uh, with the stories we tell these days of the old days, you can embellish quite a bit more because nobody has any proof. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, we definitely, uh, we can make the stories a little bit a, a little bit richer in color and stuff like that as far as the way we we remember them. Might not be exactly the same. Now I was like, didn't happen that way. Look, you got it right here. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that is crazy. Like my, my younger son, he'll never know. He never knew a world without like a cell phone or right. like, uh, a tablet or something. That effect. Mm-hmm. It's insanity. You know, stuff helps out a lot, but I liked being a little more uh, clandestine, <laughs> cloak and dagger type stuff when we were kids. Get away with a lot more. Oh, yeah. Uh, we just throw <laughs> rocks at each other. You know, I mean, just stupid, stupid That's shit. also, there was nothing else to do, Chuck and Ron. I mean, the, the, the kids <laughs> down at the train bridge in Herkimer were throwing rocks at, like, brand new cars that come by on the train. I'm like, this is so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody ordered that car, they're going to have a broken window on it. It's like, oh, my God, this is insane, but. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, though. Is that where you grew up, Herkimer? Uh, I grew up, and I was born and raised in Illion. Lived in Illion forever, and I spent a lot of time in Herkimer and, uh, and Frankfurt. As a matter of fact, I went to school at Annunciation um, uh, Catholic School until ninth grade. and like You're a product like, of a Catholic school? Yes, yes I am. <laughs> Me no, too, bro. Choir boy and the whole nine. That's where I got... <laughs> That's literally. where you learned how to sing? Yeah, yeah. And, and we were hams about it, too. And like I remember the, the stories, like, my, my brother and I would... We'd like change the lyrics and have our little group, and it was the whole school is singing. And you know, we'd be making some filthy lyrics and having a bunch of kids laughing. They're like, Oh, you guys think it's funny? Get up in front of the whole school and sing. My little brother and I are like, you, Huh? Really? We can? Awesome. <laughs> the choir director's like, You guys, I can't. Like, this, is, this is usually punishment, but you guys are like hams. You just want to get up here and do this and stuff in front of people. I'm like, Well, yeah, that's the idea. But uh, no, I was, well, uh, went to Catholic school until nine, uh, ninth grade. But, um, Oh, until eighth grade. I was there nine years of kindergarten through eight. And uh, as long about fifth or sixth grade, St. Mary's School in Frankfurt closed. So we had all these kids from Frankfurt come over to Annunciation. So I have quite a few friends from Frankfurt that are my age also that I spent, like, my summers with. I mean, I went to school. These these were the kids I actually went to school with. I knew kids from Frankfurt way better than I did some of the kids from Million because these were the kids I interacted with every single day. 
So I still have some lifelong, quite a few lifelong friends from Frankfurt also, but I was born and raised in Ilian. What is it about the valley that produces so much musical talent? I have no idea. I really don't. I want to say it's the water because the water's kind of shitty. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ilian's water's shit right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, it's um, like brown right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we won't get into that, but yeah, there's I, something in the water that produces so much talent in yeah. the valley. I'm talking Herkimer, mm-hmm. Frankfurt, Ilian, Mohawk. Was, that was such a rich environment to grow up in as, as a kid because you didn't even realize it. There's so many people had these little band rooms and things like that, like somebody's garage, somebody's cellar, things like that. And you just go there and hang out, you know, you know, smoking joints and drinking beers and doing all that kind of shit when they're like, well, but there was a lot of that going on. And even into when we were like, started getting our own apartments and everything and being actually old enough to do this stuff, there was an apartment somewhere here in Utica that a bunch of guys from the Valley had, and I was like, fourth floor is ridiculous bringing equipment up there. But uh, everybody in the house, uh, in this, there was a restaurant downstairs and everybody in the place was in on it, like... So they just had these parties. And like, it was like 50 people in an apartment and a band playing live on the fourth floor of this apartment. You know, and it was, I mean, it was all these kids from the Valley, too. It was like, wow, this is a whole different scenario with uh, having your own apartments. And you know, we're supposed to be adults. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a funny thing. Is, but most of my musicians and friends haven't grown up at all. We're just older. That's all. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. Mm-hmm. When did you start cutting your teeth in the music scene? Um, playing wise, um, we started messing around like in the eighties, uh, mid eighties. We were playing like I, I grew up in the hair metal industry, but that's that's was what was going on when I was when I grew up. But I was uh, more, I would be more influenced with stuff like like um, Creedence Clearwater Revival, things like that. When I was younger, that's what I was listening to. But I started playing. A friend of mine got a guitar, and everybody wanted to be a guitar player, so I wanted to play in bass because there's ten guitar players. My buddy had a bass. He's like, "You want to play bass?" I'm like, I "Guess I'm the bass player." So that I started out playing bass, and when I moved down to Florida in 95, 96, the January 96, I moved down to Florida, and I, uh, I, I had been messing around with guitar. I used to play in the choir at church. This was, this was interesting, because I, uh, I was like 19, 20 at the time, and um, I get free lessons on Thursdays, or Tuesdays when I went to um, rehearsal. And the lady's like, the only thing I want from you, and she goes, I don't, you don't have to pay for the lessons or anything like that. She just, can, can you play on Sundays, like 10, 8.30 mass and like 10.30 mass? I'm like, sure. This is me getting up on a Sunday morning at 20, 19, 20 years old. I went to bed about 5.30 <laughs> Sunday morning. You know, so I'm going in and doing this. So I'm like, he's such a blasphemous asshole. <laughs> Showing up and playing guitar, but I learned how to play acoustic a little bit through her. And she gave me some uh, things like lifelong things that I read. You know, these are the things that stuck with me, like time. The timing is you know, is perfect. It's math. And that's something that's always stuck with me. It always comes back around. No matter where you are, you can always find your way back to the beginning. As long as you know where you started, find the one. Find the one. And uh, <laughs> Yes, find your way back to the one. Um, but I'm, when I moved to Florida in 96, uh, I went... Um, the first night I was there, I ran into uh, my brother, Johnny, had me meet this guy that plays at this place six, night, six nights a week as a house band, and he had an open mic night. I went to the, the open mic night and uh, played a few, few songs, and he's like, man, you're pretty good. Do you play bass at all? I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I barely did. I was playing you know, three, three notes, stuff like Poison and stuff like that. The open yeah. E. <laughs> yeah. So he gave, me, he gave me like 40 songs to learn. It was, it, it was, it was luckily, it was stuff like Jimmy Buffett and things like that. It was easy, pretty easy stuff to play. So I would shed it a whole bunch, and I got that gig, and I went from never really playing live to playing six nights a week at a house bar for like 400 people on a Tuesday because it was it was the like the place to go on Sanibel Island at the time, 
And there was, it was a lot of locals, but it was also, it was kind of nice because the crowd changed every single night. And you might have the busiest night of the week might be Saturday, not necessarily a Friday or Saturday because there's, it's a resort area. It's on an island. There's shitloads of people around all the time. You know, off season's a little slower, but that's when all the locals are there. So it's always a party. And then I moved back home and I'm like, you know, do you guys have got a gig a month from now? <laughs> like, I'm used to playing six nights a week. And it got kind of, it was kind of crazy. I'm kind of almost back to that. Now I'm playing quite a, quite a bit. I did a million shows this summer. But um, I'm finally back. I mean, I'm built for this. I, I, I don't mind. I'd rather, the busier I am, the better I am. Everything works, you know, vocally and, like, playing-wise and all that stuff. Everything works more the more you do it. Take big breaks in between. Everything, you know, things slip away. Your voice isn't getting, isn't as strong and things like that. Yeah, it's a muscle. you got to keep that muscle mm-hmm. intact. Yeah, I made it through COVID without having any major... I, get, I did wind up getting it once, and, I, and if, you'd, if, I didn't, if I didn't test positive, I would have never known I had it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it really didn't bother me at all. I was kind of tired for about five days. And this was in 2021 or so, somewhere in there, yeah. And, um, but I, I had some friends that still, like, like may have permanent vocal damage just, like, from the, the, what they went through when they actually had it. And it was, you know, the hacking and the coughing and the beating it up and everything. I, luckily, I, I got through that unscathed so far. We'll see. Well, we just went through another bout a few months ago. My wife wound up getting it, and my older son got it. But, again, like, nobody was really that sick. No, we've been um, blessed to not have well, any bad experiences with it so far. But Yeah, it affected everybody <clears throat> different. Yeah. And here we are, what, three years later, we're still freaking talking about it. It's, yeah. it you know, it's still mentioned every freaking day. Mm-hmm. We'll never be able to shake it in our lifetime, and I don't think we will. No. We're always going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe. Are you playing in a band right now, or are you just doing a solo thing? Du- uh, I do, I'm in a duo with my my drummer that I've been with for 20 years, Kevin Orr. K.O. K.O. And the, yep, my we are. We're K.O. Granger. Semi loved him, man. Yeah, oh, he's a good. He's, I love K.O. Is, I, what I will say about him, and I've said this to, right to his face. It's, <laughs> uh, with bands, it's so the number one thing for me is to be able to get along with the guys in the band. So I've been in bands that were you know there was tension and there's you know heads button and. The music was okay, but everything besides the music was like, I don't even want to be in the same room with this person. And this is something, mm-hmm. I used to be a lot more, um, uh, let me say, I don't want to use the word liberal, but I used to be a lot more uh, like artsy, fartsy, feely, feel good stuff. <laughs> like I wanted everything to be, everything had to be an experience. Now it's work to me. I mean, now it's a job because it's something, I lost that a long time ago because it's like, okay, I got to do this every single day. Now we're doing this seven days in a row, take a day off, do six more. Um before that, it was it was always like the experience. Everything had to be we had to, we had to gel, and it was everything had to be this. And uh, doing that with people you don't get along with is very very hard. It takes oh, yeah. away from or being on stage with people playing live when you just want to walk over there and punch you in the face. You know, that's it, it, it's not not good. Kevin, going back to Kevin, he is the one person I've ever really shared on the time on stage with that we've really never butted heads ever. Everything's just good. Like we, when we come to a, come to a gig, everybody we have our jobs, we do our jobs, we stay out of each other's way, and then we you know, time to play, we play, we we get done playing, and everything's just perfect. It's perfect. And we've had a few other guys in and out of the band that had, had this similar experience with where things were good. Well, they were good, they were great, and then you know the people do their lives get in the way. People go do other things, of course, have kids and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, That's the problem with being in a band. You got to take on everybody's. Daily lives and, yep. and their drama or whatever they bring to the table, their work mm-hmm. schedule, sure. you know, their relationships. So, yes, you're in a relationship <laughs> with five other dudes plus their relationships mm-hmm. as well. So, you yep. know, it, it it's hard to maintain, trudge through all that. Yeah. And my wife, she's been with me, well, we'll, we'll be celebrating 30 years married this December 19th coming up. Nice. Happy anniversary. So she's been with me through the entire thing for, from start to finish. Like, I, I never had the. 
going out to like I'm not going to try to hook up tonight or anything. I've never had that. I mean, she was either there at the bar. Or I come. I I have come home and unloaded so much crap on her at like three, four <laughs> o'clock in the morning, just to let her, just to hear the stories. And like I'm going to go home and smell like twenty different kinds of perfume. She's seen all the different people out tonight. I, <laughs> I just leave it at different people. But um, yeah, we've had uh, quite a bit of an experience over the years with, with as far as her. But uh, yeah, she's been through the like. I don't bring any drama to anything. She's. I've had friends that had, you know, kids and things like that. Things come up in life. No, I can't do this. You know, why are you busting my balls? I can't be in a band anymore. This night. I'm like, my kids are always going to know me as a musician. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, this is what I do. It's just what I spent my time on. I mean, I know how to do a gazillion things, but this is the thing I spent all my time on to try to make this as a living. And um, back about, what I think, seven years ago, I had a day job at Fiber 9 in, in Frankfurt. I worked there 13 years as a fiber optic technician. And, um... We just couldn't find daycare for my son. I have an autistic son that's uh, 15 right now. And my wife's like, you know, you're like this close to like not really having to have a day job, but it's gonna, it's a grind, and it, re- it really is. And mm-hmm. I've been doing it just, but it, it also has made it way easier. Like when COVID hit, we talked about COVID. We just switched gears a little bit. I'm like, okay, the kids are home for a week. They're home for two weeks. They're home for a month. Okay, they're going to be home for the summer. They're home for the entire year. Okay, so <laughs> now we got the kids home for a year, but I was just home with them. That is one thing I will say about COVID. We, I'll never get that time back. I had my kids with me. We did all kinds of stuff. Like we took my Hummer out and drove it out in the middle of nowhere up and, you know, driving over mountains and crap. That's where we were during COVID. Hiding out in the woods, driving around, like trying to stay out of town. But yeah. let's go find something to do. There's, a, there's We live in New York State, upstate New York. There's a gazillion places to go where there's nobody. Right, totally. <laughs> and, uh, that That was fun. You know, so that's that. That's this is what I do is my 100% my full time job, and I am I'm around for my kids when I when I have to be during the day for vacations and things like that, and uh, um and it's worked out. It's been it's still, again it's a it's a grind, but there's so many places to play right now. You can play seven days a week. If I'm not busy, it's my fault. I mean, it really is a million places. I'm playing tonight. I got a, I'm playing at the uh, the beer garden over on Burstone. It's uh they're doing like 25 cent wing night, which I have no idea how they're doing 25 cent wing night. That's insane. But uh, so these are like you know 1988 prices. You know? No way! That the, yeah. Not, um, Twenty, yeah, those were like 2,000 yeah. prices. Because remember back okay, then, there yeah, was like yeah, 10 okay, cent right. wings yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. that yeah. was the the go to at Cavallo's. Mm-hmm. Like you go and have yep. 10 cent wings. Oh, I just I was there Friday. I just had I just had 10 wings at Cavallo's Friday. Yeah, so now now it's like a dollar a wing. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. I'll, I'll pay it. <laughs> it's a certain, dollar a wing. Yeah, certain places I don't mind. But, yeah. Yeah, the the, the twenty five cent wing night, they're, but they do they have a decent crowd in there. I've done it a couple times, and uh, this is uh, this will be tonight at five. I'm doing that. There's a good little circuit going on though mm-hmm. right now. If you're playing solo, yes, right. Yes. I mean, I think for the bands, it's a little more tougher. It really is because there's no indoor is. stages locally, other than like Lukens and maybe Twelve North, but that's really it. Yeah, I mean, there's no indoor you know, stages. You can move you can move the pool table off to the side and go play wherever, but yeah, yeah it's not any fun. You want to play on a freaking mm-hmm. stage and have like a production. Yes, when, oh, yeah. you, when you go and not just you know, but the acoustic guys are playing all over. There's some great little brew pubs going yes. on, and yep, you know, wineries and things like that. Yeah, up on two thirty three, there's some cool things going. Yep, you know, so it's good. They do the two thirty three circuit. Yeah, there's <laughs> it, get that going on. Remember back in the day, it was a Route Five circuit. Now <laughs> yeah. it's switched to the yeah. two thirty three circuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even to Herkimer, there's like nothing. Like watch a tumbleweed roll down Main Street. Oh, it's sad, it's, man. It's, we used to park our car somewhere in Herkimer, like on a back street, three blocks over, so we could walk back to it, not walking into the car and behind the bar and drive out of a bar so that the cops couldn't see us. But uh, yeah, Herkimer was the shit back then. You could then. just park your car somewhere. It was so it. much yeah. fun back then, and they mm-hmm. had a lot of great bands playing up and down the street, yep. and there was some cool clubs. Mm-hmm. And now it's like The Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean, it really isn't really a venue. There's nothing normal. 
Like, they're not a regular venue. It's, you know, like they might eventually have an event at the Legion or something like that. You know, they might do something there. But uh, I don't think I play in Herkimer at all. I mean, really, at, at all. There's not, there's actually, I, actually, I do have one show at Stoney's coming up. But that's not an all-the-time thing either. They do they do entertainment once in a while. And uh, I got something coming up around Christmas for, for them. But um, that's the other thing. Like, me living in Mohawk, it's uh, there's not a million places to play, like, really locally, locally. I'm either Utica or an hour in any direction. Yeah. You know, I do a ton of traveling, but it, it, it pays off in the long run. I don't mind either. Like, it gets me out of the house. Gets me, like, I'm, I was up north on Saturday night. It was wonderful. I love going up up either Dakers and uh, Old Forge. Got a few shows there. It's a lot summer. of fun up there. Oh, it's always Old right. Forge is a blast. Yeah. And I got some stuff in the summer there, but I'm, again, I'm an hour in any direction most of the time. You do like the yeah. snowmobile bars and, yep. and stuff like that in the wintertime? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. I love all that crap. I don't snowmobile anymore because I just don't have the time. You yeah. Know? Buy a ten thousand dollar snowmobile and ride it three times a year. I'm like, there's a lot of other things I could use that ten k on. But um, yeah, it's tough yeah. living in upstate New York. It's tough to get those types of vehicles, like getting a snowmobile or a jet ski yeah. or something. Like in the summertime, if you get a jet ski, it's probably gonna rain yeah. most of the time, so you're not mm-hmm. gonna be able to take it out. And then once you buy a snowmobile, it probably won't even snow. Yeah, and it's crazy. The weather pattern's been so weird, mm-hmm. and we haven't even gotten snow or. A freeze over in a while. Like no, you, right now we should be major. covered in snow. Yeah, the one we got the stimulus thing. As I told my wife, I'm like, we gotta buy. I'm like, I want to waste. I don't want to waste this cash on anything stupid. I'm like, let's get something we can actually use. And I got like a three thousand dollars snowblower. It's incredible. <laughs> Hand warmers or blows a loaf of bread thing the size of snow about forty feet in the air. <laughs> like this thing's <laughs> incredible. But I live right on one sixty eight, and uh, the uh, state plow likes to plow us in really good. Which they do a fantastic job keeping the road clean. But they do. Uh, Heavy slushy snow, three foot deep. You know, if there's eight inches on the ground, I got two feet at the end of the driveway. You know, but um, th- that snow blower doesn't. Make, I've used it probably six times in two years. You get dumped on up there though yeah. uh, when it when it does hit. Yeah. We're basically I live basically on the backside of Shoemaker Mountain. Okay. Yeah, so we are up in elevation as far as like we get snow in Mohawk downtown Mohawk. We're only five miles up, but I'll have snow up there. They'll have nothing downtown. When it snowed a couple of weeks ago, I had snow on the ground, snow on my cars, and nothing downtown when it came down. Is Shoemaker active? Not anymore. They did open it up for a little while. Uh, a gentleman and his wife bought it, and they had it open. I actually played that a few times. This oh, this has to be another a decade ago anyways, at least. But uh, I was so happy. I was like, wow, there's a venue really close to my house, because it's only like five miles away from my house. And uh, that was kind of neat. They got they got it going again, and then, you know, it's the same kind of crap. <laughs> People coming in, fights happening, and then they decided to shut it down. So I don't think they're doing anything with the facility right now or anything. With the, the hill's all there and everything. It's still all there, but... Remember back um, in the day, they were doing like festivals or something. Yeah, like, I watched Quiet Riot there. <laughs> Quiet Riot, really? <laughs> they had a, they had a concert on the back porch. It was kind of neat because they made they made it like an they basically made the venue like an amphitheater type situation. Everybody sat on the back hill, and the bands were up on the um, up on the deck. And uh, there was a I think Quiet Riot. Jimmy Crosby's band at the time, Toast. They were they played. Uh, they they were one of the opening acts. And this other band, I believe it was like Twisted Roots, was the name of them. But uh, I was laughing because, you know, Quiet Riot comes out, and, like, Kevin Dubrow's got, like, a full head of hair. I'm like, last time I saw him, he's, like, losing it all here, and he comes out, he's got this massive, like, <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> and they blew up the sound system. It took, like, 45 minutes on to figure out what. I mean, as soon as they came out, they did, like, half a song, and it was loud as balls, and then everything just shut off. <laughs> everything, like, blew the power, and they needed more power. I'm like, it was fine. The other two bands were fine. It didn't have to be, like, that much louder, but... Whatever they did, smoke the system in there. <laughs> kind of neat, though. We're watching Quiet Riot on the hill think in Little Falls. After all those years, they would learn by now. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was kind of neat though. You know, seeing some, seeing a, like a band like you saw in the '80s and stuff like that live on a, on a hill in Little Falls. When was this? This was like '94, three somewhere it, in there. So yeah. just before I moved down to Florida, I moved down in '96. It was on Quiet Ride's decline. Yes, it was like the very, very end of when I, he died shortly thereafter, and he was in like major drugs and crap like that. Kevin DeBro. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, I've seen his story a bunch of times. Half that band's dead now. I think so, yeah. Except for um, Rudy Sarzo. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Frankie Benali just recently he, died. He died, like, in yeah. the last year or two or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, yeah, a lot of those guys are dropping off. That's terrible. I mean, I keep seeing people my age dropping off nowadays. I'm like, okay, I'm recently even getting in better shape and drinking less and eating better and all that stuff. I'm like, all oh, this stuff works. Well, what about these guys like... we grew up worshiping and how rough they look nowadays? Ooh. Yeah. Like, looking at, like, Tommy Lee. Yeah. Or, or Vince mm-hmm. Neil. Yeah, actually, Vince Tommy Neil Lee doesn't good. look so bad. And, yeah. and actually, yeah. Nikki Six looks pretty good for his age yeah. right now. But Vince mm-hmm. Neil, I feel so bad, it's bad. for that. It's, oh. it's just bad. I mean, I, you know what I never realized, though? And I was just watching. This is just yesterday. I was watching a, a video of Sebastian Boxing and I Remember You Live. And he couldn't sing it then. Like, son of a bitch. It was all just studio shit. Some of these guys, I mean, some of them could really do it. Yeah. They really could. But most of the, you know, most of the, a lot of the guys, that vocally, anyways. You know, a lot of these vocalists, they just never did it live. You know, it just was. Then I'm, I'm huge about that. I'm like, you miss one note, and I'm pissed. <laughs> like, okay, they're human beings. They're singing songs that are insane. But like you see, a, a, like David Coverdale, like I saw a video from 2015 or 16, and he was still all over it. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's like still the night hitting that massive note at the end, holding it. I mean, he's and it's all him, 100%. Like, uh, like, he's like 70. Somebody like Sammy yeah. Hagar is like tuning down. Yeah, so he could still hit it, and Sammy's mm-hmm. still killing it. Yes. I mean, when he could play whenever yeah. the hell he wants because mm-hmm. he's a billionaire or whatever. But he just goes yep. and plays for fun, and mm-hmm. yeah, they, he tunes down. And they were saying like, well, I hear Kiss use a lot of backing tracks. Yeah, well, a lot of people are doing that now. Man. Yeah, like, I'm just a sucker for live stuff. Me you know, too. I love hearing people live, even if they're not perfect. I'd still rather hear you, see you doing it live. Right. I'm not paying for Millie Vanilli. No, no, not 100 percent lip sync and everything. What the what the Vince Neil thing is. Oh, it's he's bad, man. I saw him at the State Fair a couple years ago. Like, he couldn't breathe. Yeah. It's like, first I almost of all, went to that, and I'm glad I did. It you, was like, I think it was a free show or something, like Chevy Court or something like that. Yeah. And um, people were showing videos afterwards. I'm like, well, good. I'm, I'm glad we didn't go. We were, like, in, like almost in the car. I'm like, ah, I got to drive all the way up there and deal with traffic and all that bullshit and da 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 And um, so we didn't, and uh, luckily we didn't. Like, oh, the show was horrible. The, the band was cool, but the, the show was terrible. Well, he's got Slaughter backing him up. Not Mark Slaughter, but Slaughter, his, like, Dana Strom, and, and okay. um, not Blias, but they, they had uh, that Zoltan guy playing drums for him. You <laughs> ever see that lunatic? Oh, he's crazy. Oh, my God, he stands up <sighs> on, like, the cymbals, and he's just beating on shit. And I just remember. Like, we that were, dude is a freaking lunatic. We were at the State Fair that day, and we didn't stay for it. It was going to be it was gonna be at, like, 8. We were there. It was, like, 5 o'clock. I'm like, I was sitting around for another three hours waiting for this to happen because I remember seeing that kid's guy, that guy's kit mm-hmm. and I sent it to my drummer Kevin I was like um, what he was exp- explaining to me who it was I'm like oh it's that dude yeah so I mean it, they, yeah he's basically like a like, flying chimpanzee back there he does everything but backflips back there yeah like he, he jumps off his throne he's beating mm-hmm. the shit out of that like the yep. thing he's jumping off his snare and he still stays in time and i'm beating he's throwing his sticks all mm-hmm. over the place and he's got one foot up something he's to watch playing sure. underneath his legs yeah he's a showman but i can imagine being in a band with him is a pain in the ass yeah, uh, yeah. It could <laughs> it's gotta probably suck being in a band with the guy but if you get a chance to check him out live he's something to see mm-hmm. you know or 
go Google him or ch- check him out on YouTube. He's playing with a bunch of different bands, not just Vince. Yeah, Dunn. he's, he's all, all over the place. Look at Kenny Aronoff guy. He's like, yeah. He plays with everybody. Zoltan. <laughs> <laughs> So it like the, the fortune reader guy. Yes. You know? exactly. <laughs> used like to see in the arcade, right? Yes. I, think, I think they still have one at, um, whatchamacallit. They have one in Old Forge, I know for sure, in the arcade, the, uh, the pizza place. But I think there's one in uh, Sylvan Beach, too. But that one used to creep me out, the one in Sylvan Beach. I grew up up there. We had a camp about a mile away from Sylvan Beach. And went down to that arcade. That was back when, they, well, actually, we were three miles. We were uh, 13 and 31 cross right there. There was It's called Kaiser Beach right there where Marion Manor is. Yeah, yeah. And back in the day, my parents would send the three of us down like 20 bucks and three bikes, and we'll see you when you get back. Like, we're riding our bikes down over the bridge and into, uh, into Silver Beach. And we're I wouldn't I don't let my kid go around a corner without being able to see him now. <laughs> I'm like, I make sure I can see you because people are just, you, know, you can't trust a damn you thing. You can't trust you know, anybody just, nowadays. You just, you just absolutely can't. That's the one thing I put in my kid's head. I'm like, grow, go grow eyes in the back of your head. Yeah, like, for just, sure. Seriously, you, situational awareness. If there's, if there's one skill I could teach you for the rest of your life, situational awareness. Look around. When you're someplace you're not used to, look around. Pay attention to your look surroundings. Look at everything. Yep. You know? and not to, don't be paranoid. Just be, just be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, always, I mean, I'm in a lot of weird places a lot of, a lot of times, like weird hours of night. You got cash on you, stuff like that. You, know, you grow eyes on the back of your yeah, so you have to pay attention, kid. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. You know, back to the rock stars, though. You, you know, I was thinking, like we're talking about the ones that we grew up with, but then you got guys like Paul McCartney, yeah. who's like eighty years old, and the Rolling Stones are mm-hmm. they're, and they're in great shape. Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead, he's working out every day. Yeah. Like these guys are in ridiculous shape. Mm-hmm. And they're timeless, yep. ageless. And they're still out there rocking it every day. But then you guys got the hard partiers, like the hair bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Not that the Stones and all them, they partied hard. Oh, and, yeah. and Keith Richards probably going to be the last one on mm-hmm. earth. But even Keith, um, even Mick Jagger works out every single day. They He's got a gym out. he travels with. Yeah. I mean, it's like a whole trailer that's just amazing. Have to. Amazing. He moves better than I've ever moved at his age. I could have never moved that good. My God, I can't even think about that shit. Right. 80 years old, they're still killing it. Mm -hmm. We were with Willie Nelson this year. It was at summer camp. He's 90 years old. Yeah. 90 years. We had to take, like, COVID precautions and stuff like that for him. You know, I mean, he's 90 years old, so you got to be careful if Willie's around. But, man, he's still doing it. He still sounds great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Walking around, doing his thing. Why the hell not? Yeah. As long as you can, do it. I plan on doing this as long as my hands work. When they don't work, hopefully my voice still works and I can still do something. Do you two drop, brother. Yeah, that's that's the only way to go. Yeah, keeps you keeps you young, and, and again, like there's people like uh, you know Keith Richards who talk, talk about the guitar. Like you'll never, nobody will ever master the guitar. It's something you can do the rest of your life. It's like playing golf. You're never gonna get perfect at it. Just keep doing it if you enjoy doing it, and hopefully you get a little better. Like I've now I'm at least in a comfortable spot where. I can play as many. Sh- I remember the days of, like playing bass. I played one show and I got blisters on my hands. I'm like, I can't even pick a bass up for like three weeks. No, like I play hours and hours and hours. And sometimes I'm playing forty hours of music a week, like live. Great, it's, it's crazy. It's like a full time job. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy crap, my hands still do it. The voice still doesn't. So that that's good. There's certain precautions to take, but uh, yeah, like I, you know, no smoking or anything before, during, or before a show. Sometimes after, and there's a, it's a you know reward and. I don't drink anymore when I play just because of the driving home thing. I mm-hmm. had a couple of close calls along the way. I'm like, okay, we're done with that. Just the the, the odds, of the, the the numbers are going to line up one of these days. Like, I do this so often. So now it's always a later on at night reward thing, you know. Just, but you got to kind of stay in shape. The older I get, the more I got to kind of find a way to keep doing this. 
you know, and I did it a certain way for a long time, and then that gets to be every day is a challenge. I'm like, this is crazy. This can't be that hard. <laughs> do you do yeah. vocal exercises? Not really. No? I, just, I have a certain way. Like, when I play, like, live, the first, especially, like, my solo shows, um, with Kevin, it's a little different. The, the set list is slightly different, but not uh, um, not too too different. I have, like, a, a handful of songs that I normally sing, like, for the first half hour, 45 minutes of me playing you won't hear my voice voice until I'm there. And I mean, that, what I mean by that is I'm just singing stuff that's not too hard. And I've been doing it so long. I kind of do this same kind of group of songs, not the same exact songs, but uh, around the same range. And then once I feel like I'm pretty warmed up and everything, then I'll start going crazy. Cause I can, I can get up there pretty good with my vocals and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, with Kevin, that's the other reason why we've stayed as, as a duo. He will play anything. And it, like even like I love pulling stuff out of thin air. Like right, let me pull it right out of my ass. Going, we're going to try this. So I'll just start playing some chords and like put a beat to this. He doesn't even know what the hell I'm singing until I start singing it, you know. And um, but it works out really well. He's very good at playing a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's it's phenomenal. I've never had anybody. I've never worked with anybody like that before. Where we can just we don't have to put a ton of effort into it. Now, obviously, they're not perfect. We play the meat and potatoes of the songs, and I sing the vocals over them. It's basically my acoustic show with drums and Kevin singing um, backups and harmonies and things like that. And then he sings a couple of songs and I sing the harmonies on those too. But as a as a duo like that, it, we our biggest compliment is like, man, you guys make a lot of noise for two guys. It sounds like a whole band. I'm like, good, good, that's great. Because that was the idea. I knew a couple of little tricks with the board and beef some stuff off a little more low end on my guitar. And I use um, a couple of Carvin AE-185s. Or they have a piezo pickup in them and an electric pickup. So and I can blend them half and half yeah so when i'm playing live it sounds like an electric guitar guitar and an acoustic guitar playing at the same time that's amazing so it beefs up the sound quite a bit and um and kevin just does a fantastic job of filling in all the all the stuff in between so we we actually uh we got a show this weekend we're at rock valley brewing down in uh little falls that'll be a fun show down there but um I little falls got a couple joints now too huh there's yep. a few places to play there yeah little falls is uh we might have, where else am i playing little falls um, I was they did have the the, Ren, the Renaissance was open again for a little bit. Been doing music there, uh, but they, they've kind of gotten away from that. There's someone another new owner to it, but that was fun for a little bit. I'm like, man, I haven't been in here in a gazillion years. This is awesome. But it's kind of neat going into some of these places like that that haven't been open forever. And you're like, what's well, the same thing? This is awesome. It hasn't really changed. I mean, it was one of those you know, bars in, a, in one of those strip malls, like little strip areas on a main street, a little, like long skinny bar like Denine's and Herkimer, gazillion places around here. Denise, oh my God. Yeah, I know. You just give me a flashback. <laughs> we're drinking, going there on like St. Patrick's Day at like 3.30 in the afternoon to get a booth. I'm like, we will own this until they close. This yeah. is our spot. <laughs> Don't move. And not, not everybody get up to go to the bathroom at the same time. We're Take get claim. Like, and just the whole place just fill in. I mean, you couldn't even move. Drinking green beer the whole night. Mm-hmm. Just, oh. Yeah, those are the days, especially when it landed on like a Tuesday. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stay here right till two o'clock. It's like we're gonna we're gonna put a ten hour shift on in tonight. Granger, <laughs> we got some people checking in on Facebook, and thank you everybody that's watching over there on Facebook. If you could do us a favor and click the share button and help us out here on Local Music Monday and Disruption Network, and also Granger could help spread the word of him. Uh, Big shout out to uh, Kevin Pratt. He's saying what's up to everybody. Hi, Kevin. Good hey. to hear from you. Thank you. Uh, Broken Rule. Yes, indeed. Those guys rock. Oh, yeah. I, I still have to check them out. I apologize. I need to go check them out. But I have had them on the podcast before, and we've we've had some fun, man. They're funny yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. My mom's checking in. She's like, thank God you said your grandparents and not your mother for a nursing home. <laughs> 
I'm not putting you in a nursing home, Moss. So don't worry about it. Never. Uh, hi to Joe Town. Hi, Joe Town. Hope all is well. Got to give a shout out to my boy, Cy. Light, lighting extraordinaire. My boy, Cy. He's saying Decibel Felon. That's the name of our crew band, Decibel Felon. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. We actually, the crew band has a, uh, a different name for every gig. So we haven't played under Decibel Felon yet. <laughs> so once we will. And then after we're done with Decibel Felon, then That's we move on to It's hard enough coming up with a, a, a name, let alone a multiple. I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, the first band was Finger Bang. Okay, yeah. That we played at the Saranac Brewery. Mm-hmm. We played in between most sets, which was, which was fun. We wore inflatable costumes. Uh-huh. And, I believe I saw some pictures from that. I didn't make the show, but yeah, that was that looked hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah, we're stupid. <laughs> and and you're now, having fun though. That's the, oh, you know, total that's first and fun, foremost. Man. And this is what I love about the band because we don't take it serious, and it's not like a business. It's not a thing that we're gonna be doing all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, we play shows here and there, some pop ups, yep. and just have fun with it. So Decibel Felon is gonna be a little bit different because we're all gonna wear prisoner uniforms. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then next is going to be Just the Tip. Okay, yeah. That's going to be more of a funk band. Mm -hmm. That's my tip jar says that. It says Just the Tips. Just the Tips. (laughs) Yeah. I got a lot of mileage out of that. People are like, "Ah, it's funny. I'm going to put a fire in there. (laughs) So we've got this whole plan of this band that's going to have multiple names. And they're going to have multiple Instagram pages, too. That's the plan, to have multiple Instagram pages. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just having fun with it, man. We want to do the exact opposite normal bands we do. Okay, yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that works too. Yeah, we got merch out already before the band even started, and <laughs> like stickers and <laughs> so stupid. But anyways, shout out to my boys from Decibel Fellow. I miss you guys. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks at the cap. Shout out to my boy over at uh, he's down in Destin, man. You ever in Destin, Florida, bro? I've never been to Destin. I've I lived in Florida for five years and on the West Coast, and I never made it in, made it to Destin. The Destin is the Redneck Riviera. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. Like, a lot of people don't know, like, the interior of Florida is all, like, cattle country and country folk. And, oh, like, yeah, big horses time. horses and cattle. Yeah, and yeah. That kind of thing. It's like, it's not all, the outer, the outer coast is all the resorts and all that bullshit. And then, you know, I've, well, they have the interior, like, Orlando area. That's all resorty and everything else. But, like, north and south of that and the interior of the state, there's all, like, farms and shit. Oh, yeah. It's for sure. Crazy. Florida's an interesting place. All the weird yes, shit happens is. in Florida. Uh-huh. Well, I have a lot of great friends in Florida, some really, really cool people. If you're ever in Destin, the Miramar Beach area, mm-hmm. there's a place called 38 Taco. That literally, this joint is probably the best food I've had in a long time. They were one of our caterers for a festival that we were working in. They were doing oysters and tacos and burritos. And like, unbelievable. They took great care of us, man. So I if do you're ever the down there. Really oh, do. man, the food's fantastic. Ridiculous. The food is fantastic. So. Okay, we used to have, you know, boats that went out at like 3.30 in the morning and they're bringing you fish at like 7 or 8. Yeah, it never got frozen. It's coming off the boat in a bucket full of ice, and you get it and serving it to people in the restaurant. Like, now that's fresh. <laughs> Holy shit, that was in the Gulf of Mexico this morning. Right. So, Can't get any fresher. No, sir. No, if you're ever down there, go check out 38 Tacos. Awesome. Uh, a shout-out to our boy from As If, Scott. He's saying, what's up, Z Nation? Thank you, bro. Our boy Gino from Fertellos is saying, love me some Matt Granger, one talented <laughs> Gino, musician. what's happening? Does he come up and sing with you? Absolutely. What, yes. what song does he do with you? We do a little Every Rose Has Its Thorn. <laughs> uh, let's see. He's gotten up and done. Uh, I think he did I, I'll Be There For You, too, with Bon Jovi. Um, Wagon Wheel and some other, a few others. I can't think of what they are off the top of my head. 
He could definitely remember a little more from what he would, because he's usually requesting what to do. He always makes me sing the Bon Jovi, though. I'm like, you're killing me with this. <laughs> like, it's like a Wednesday night, and I haven't had a gig since Saturday. I'm like, I got to get warmed up. But we'll do the, you know, we'll be doing the better roses later in the night. Well, it's an Italian thing for him, you know. Bon Jovi, <laughs> he's an Italian yeah. god. No, he, well, Gino's a massive, massive fan of all things 80s, like all that. He's always playing some killer music, and he wants me to do those. Like, I'm a huge fan of that, too. Like, the giant yeah. vocal songs and things like that. The I'm shit like, we grew up on, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the power ballads. And- my, that's funny you should say that because my drummer Kevin's like, we should just name the band APB, All Power Ballads, because that's all you ever fucking want to do. <laughs> yeah. All you want to do. I'm like, I... He goes, we can't do them all night. I'm like, we're going to do a few, though. <laughs> we're going to do a few. John Foley saying you're an amazing musician. Thank you, John. Oh, right on. Thank you. If you guys are watching on Facebook, please do us a favor. Click the share button. Parolowski's checking in. What up, Pat? Saying Matt's hey. an ex- excellent talent. You ever played with Pat? Never played with Pat. I've you seen know? him play a million times back in the way back in the day, but uh, yeah, I never played with him myself. Yeah, you've had yeah. KO with you. Yeah, at and your that's head. the only thing. I never, I haven't really played with a million people. I, again, I'll, this goes back to the I like if once I get something I like, I'll stay, <laughs> stay with it. I like as far as musicians and things like those, we get to get something that works and stay with it. We tried a few different things and they didn't work, so we'll go back to what did work and then you know exploit that for a few more years. <laughs> Gino saying wanted dead or alive. Ah, yes, yeah. there we go. He's yes. a cowboy. Yeah, on the Steelers, right? <laughs> oh, and Blaze of Glory too. All, 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 all those huge Bon Jovi tunes. Like, like I'm going to blow my throat out, man, but I'll do it. I'll do it for you. you know. I'd like Here. to see him and Richie Sambora get back together, though. They're talking. Yeah. yeah I see they're talking, so that would be kind of neat, yeah. Richie was uh, drunk for the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> been through some these shit. things happen. <laughs> yeah. He was dating Orianthi for a while, too. Yes. Uh, is he still with her? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, uh, last I knew, I didn't think they were, but I, I'm not sure. And she, she can do, she's definitely got some shops too. She can shit. wail that shreds. Mm-hmm. Shredder. There's some incredible women right now out in that, oh. that, in that scene right there. They're, they're doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Who's the one with Alice Cooper? Uh, Nita Strauss. Nita Strauss. Oh my God, she's another one. She's yeah. like the female Zach Wild. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's phenomenal. Or, or maybe phenomenal. female Slash. Okay, yeah, one of the I'll, two. I'll, like, I'll give you that. Yeah. She's very, she attacks. Like when she plays, mm-hmm. she's just sweeping. Like, yeah. Wow. When you see Alice Cooper and she, they give her her time to shine, yep. and she's out there. There's a, some shit. There's drama. This is what happens yeah. when you're in the middle of the ghetto and you film a po- <laughs> podcast. You have to deal with sirens. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sometimes gunshots too, but that's. For, I was going to say, yeah, that was usually uh, at uh, night. It was a couple, yeah, a couple of days. It's been a couple this week. <laughs> Anyways, Alice Cooper gives her her time to shine mm-hmm. and she steps up. Yep. Night in and night out. She's she's amazing, but I don't think she's with Alice Cooper right now. I think she's going off on a solo. Yeah, I, I, she was working with someone else too. I can't remember who the hell she went to go. She was doing something something with too. But um, you ever see that girl Courtney Cox? She plays with um, uh, oh. the Iron Maidens, and she's in a couple other things. Oh they're, yeah, they're, she is she in the Les incredible. Zeppelins too. I I'm not sure if she's in that or not, but like they're 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 good too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, like the the Iron Maiden's a phenomenal band. I love watching them because I mean they're attractive women, but they're laying it down. I mean, even Iron Maiden themselves are like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's 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 good. It's that's all good. female Iron Maiden cover band, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to check that out. Mm-hmm. Love to see that. It makes sense. I mean, that, a, that a, a woman with a power voice could get those notes like Bruce Dickinson. I mean, and, and she does a great job of it too. But Courtney Cox is phenomenal as a guitar player. Her name's Courtney Cox. Uh, yeah, her name's Courtney Cox too. Yeah, there's another not the not the actress from Friends, but a uh, different one. Huh. Uh, she's phenomenal. She's her and Nita Strauss are, are tight too. Like, they've done some stuff together. Are you familiar with the up and coming female all rock band called Plush? 
Yeah, I've heard of them. I don't know a whole lot about their material. Man, killer. Um, so that is uh, Maya Formica. She was on The Voice at one point. Okay. And she's fairly local, actually. So I want to say she's from, like, uh, Amsterdam area or Schenectady, Gloversville, maybe that area. She's okay. from around that region. She was on The Voice at one point. And um, they formed this all-female rock band. And they're out there doing big things. They're opening for Slash. They're out there opening for Hailstorm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, they're out on all the big major rock festivals and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, they're out there doing it, doing it big. To me, they kind of sound a little Mm Hailstorm-ish, but with more balls. Really? (laughs) They got balls, man. These girls can play. They're fantastic, man. Mm -hmm. They're a fantastic band. Check them out. Plush. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Slash has endorsed them a few times. I know they've they've um, Alter Bridge was another band that they're opening mm-hmm. for, and I love that band. It's just some cool stuff. It's a cool combination of different different. It literally is like a recipe with specific seasonings. Like it, it's it's a little this, a little that, a little this, and it's that you know that kind of thing. I think Miles uh, Kennedy is one of the best frontmans on earth. Yeah, have phenomenal. you seen him live? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yep. he's incredible live. It's it's funny to hear him sing like stuff like. Um, like fall to pieces from like God, uh, um, revolver, revolver, revolver. It's like a, a cleaner version of it. Like he's got such a sweet. I mean, his vocals are just phenomenal, just insanely good. But I mean, I like the stuff that they did too. So I mean, I was I liked Creed when they were around. We were in the, that was popular when we were doing bands and stuff like that, and everybody was playing those songs. We did like seven Creed songs. And everybody was doing them at that time. Yeah, and. uh I, I love the band. Just the, the music was good too. Not I mean, regardless of the lyrics and Scott Stapp being a lunatic at the time, <laughs> turned into a crazy man. But um, then when Alderbridge came out, it was kind of the same. It was the same kind of music. Same thing like Velvet Revolver sounded a lot like Guns N' Roses with Scott Weiland singing. I'm like, this is cool. This is kind of neat because they're all like tuned down a half a step. You can definitely tell it's like those bands that play everything a half step down. It's got that different. It's a little. It's a little bit darker. Yeah. You know, in the solos, like Slash's solos with a half step down like that. You know what they sound like. And like Alice in Chains, kind of the same thing. It's got that little bit of a darker edge because it's, it's not as bright. It's a half step down. It's, and it's neat. It's a lot of bands like that. But uh, they, were, they were all like that. Velvet Revolver's like that. And, uh, and, I, uh, I think Mark Tremonti is one of the most underrated guitar players. Yeah, for what he does, yeah. that stuff is cool as shit. It's He's, riffy and weird spots. Yeah. You know, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I was a huge fan of his, and still am. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's uh, he's an amazing arranger. He writes some really good stuff. I saw them live. Where did I see them? This was this was when they were like popular, popular. Like I would say, late nineties or something like that. And um, I saw them down at uh, SPAC, and they had uh, Days of the New opened up for them, which was kind of neat. But Scott Scott Stapp's voice was absolutely destroyed that night. We heard. I mean, he did a couple of songs were decent. The rest of them were all like, <clears throat> "I need your help tonight." And he's sticking the mic out to the crowd. I'm like, "You suck." That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. He couldn't yardle. Uh, no, but the band was yardle. phenomenal. It was a great. For, you know, he had the tongue. We used to call it the tongue curling and yeah. <laughs> or sing through your top lip. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The yardle. Uh, yeah, little Eddie Vedder action. Yeah. It's all Eddie Vedder, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to my boy Dan Nolan out in Vegas. What up, buddy? Hope all is well out there. And uh, they're saying Chillin' Smith is missing out right now. It's, he'll he'll catch this. He can always catch it whenever he wants. But make sure you check yeah. out. Have you been on his show? Yep. You yep. have? Yes. Awesome. Yep. Rick's Pretty doing nice. a good thing, man. Yep. Hung out in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Last time I was on, he didn't have the mics unmuted. So we recorded and there was no sound. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think we had something similar. He didn't have the uh, 
His, uh, the last time I did it, we the, the mic from his phone was the only thing picking it up. But I, I speak loud enough to like because it was from about as far away as the back of your chair from us. But uh, he needs a producer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at least at least at least one employee to make sure everything's running up and the, up and running and going the way it's supposed to be. And, no, I mean, he's doing good shit, man. And I, it, we need more people out there because, you know, right now we're all in this together. Yeah. This is one big music scene that we're in it together, mm-hmm. and it's not competitive like it used to be and, and like it's weird it's like, uncharted waters it's weird it's yeah just, it's awesome it actually yeah. it is it's it's cool you can go out and lately i've when i go out go check out some of my friends in in the crowd you'll see all these other local musicians hanging out too mm-hmm. so it's everybody's being super supportive yep. and that's we need more platforms like this yeah. because there's no more magazines anymore there's no more newspapers Ooh, there no. so th- this is today's modern day newspaper magazines mm-hmm. is these podcasts and yep. like these live streams and whatnot and you know we're creating content to get people out in these clubs that get them out in the theaters so they can go out there and support the live music and that's we need more people like rick doing these types of podcasts mm-hmm. you know so if you're interested and if you want to do it on the d let me know man hit me up slide in my dms <laughs> Yeah, they don't even have a paper boy anymore. My dad just told me this yesterday. He's like, you know, our paper boy, like last thirty years, it just, it's just, just got done. Like, no more paper boy. Yeah. Like, what do you mean got done? He goes, they do it through the the mail now. It's coming through USPS. Like, are you shitting me? He goes, yeah, the, the Observer Dispatch comes through the post with the post office. Because mm-hmm. I don't get my morning paper until 1130 in the morning. He gets up at 5 in the morning still. He's retired. He's like, so it's just, yo, D's useless to me. He's like, it's all new news by the time I even get the damn thing. <laughs> Remember they used to print it twice? No, I don't. Yeah, they would that. print an afternoon edition too. This way back, I remember okay, being a yeah. kid. There would be the morning OD and then the afternoon edition or evening edition, and yeah, not anymore. That's now crazy. it's not even a thing. Nope, not even a thing. That building sits there empty. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Um, Danny Nolan saying he um, Aldenova performing in Rome. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. He said his friend Michael is the keyboardist. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, somebody posted something about that last week. That, that looked like an interesting. Every time these things come up, I look at my calendar and I'm like, shit. I didn't even know Aldenova was still around. Well, that's cool. Uh, Colin seeing he missed Hit Parader. <laughs> were, were you one of those guys who pull out the, the clips and hang them on your wall, posters on your wall? Yes. Yeah. Yep. You had them all on your wall? 100%. Who was your main artist on the wall? Who was your guy? I used to have a lot of Guns N' Roses stuff. Like, yeah, believe me it or not, too. it was funny because a friend of mine got. Um, do you remember Allison from WOUR? Of course. I worked at OUR. He got. She had a, a, a demo tape from them in like 86. It was so, like four songs off of Appetite for Destruction. And um, he used to call her up. She didn't know he was underage at the time. I know, because we were only like, I don't know, 15 or something like that. And he used to just call her up and talk to her, like in the middle of the night, like she'd, in between stuff. He'd just sit there on the, t- on the phone with her. They got, they had like a friendship. I don't think she had any idea that he was like 15 years old. He sounded a lot older than he was. Anyways, she, she mailed this to him. She goes, Yeah, I got to check this band out. So we were listening to these songs. I'm like, this is different. This is like dirty and like a little not as produced as some of the crap out today. And, you know, listening to that, and it had, I think it had like My Michelle on it, it had Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, and something else. And um, we listened to the living shit out of this thing. And then, like, a year later, it came out. Like, the whole album came out. Like, hey, it's those guys. I had no idea. It's always, you don't know, have, have any idea what these guys look like. Even like Metallica, I didn't know which guy was in the band until I actually saw the one video. Like, oh, he, I thought he was the singer. He's the drummer. Okay. <laughs> Lars, <laughs> like, he doesn't look like the drummer. But, uh, anyways, it was the same kind of thing with Avatar for Destruction. So, I, like, again, it was like the most of those things. Like, my friend was a huge rat fan. So, I was a huge rat fan. So, we listened to a lot of rat, Motley Crue, um, Guns N' Roses, that kind of thing, White Snake, all, the, all of those bands. And, um, I was always, 
drawn towards the ballad stuff, though. I loved the power ballads because I didn't even I didn't realize until they like way later that they really did have kind of a formula. Come out with like a kind of a harder song first, yeah. and then the power ballad, right? And then you know all the other. And stuff. usually the power ba- ballad brought them to superstardom. Yeah, and um, what was funny was uh, I never saw a thing about um. It's good row. Their, their, their second song was 18 in Life, which wasn't really the ballad. They didn't do I Remember You to like the third song. It was Youth Gone Wild, then, um, oh, yeah. then 18 in Life, and then they did the ballad. So like their second song was, was something a little a little harder, which and anyway, I loved all that shit. I loved every second of it. It was phenomenal. But um, They were lightning in a bottle when they broke. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah. And it's Sebastian Bach was still a kid then, too. Mm-hmm. Still a kid. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. We got a bunch of people still checking in. Thank you so much for checking in on Facebook today. Click the share button. Spread the word of the D and Matt Granger. Uh, it's great you have the local musicians on. Thank you. Thank you, Florence. Thank you for all your support. I appreciate you uh, checking in daily. Steve Rigo has a new CD out, Surf and Turf, second one in a year. And uh, Florence is saying hi to you. So oh, hi, Florence. Hey, Florence. Thank What's you. Up? Steve Rigo's uh, CD is pretty... Yeah. Do you know Steve? Yes, I know Steve very well. His, uh, his Drinking with Lincoln. You heard yeah. that song? I love that song. Because <laughs> he's only got $5. He's mm-hmm. drinking with Lincoln. <laughs> no. uh, Danny Nolan saying he was at Sebastian Bach's birthday party. Wow, that that must have been something. Yeah. I had a deal with Sebastian Bach once at a festival, and uh, it wasn't too pleasant. Yeah. He, he was kind of a yeah. dick. Yeah, he kind of seems like he might be. He was kind of a dick. But, um, you know, they always say, never meet your heroes, and they were right. (laughs) (laughs) They were right. Granger, are you writing any music? I write all the time. Yeah? Yeah. I have ideas going on. A lot of stuff comes out as, like, poems and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's always the... Always words first. Like I, I have a bunch of stuff written. I, I do. I've done the music. Much. I have a lot of music that I've written. Tons of stuff that I might not ever put music to, but uh, constantly have ideas. It's kind of nice with the phones these days. So they just pop up my Samsung notes and just. But I have stuff in there that I put in there. Like <laughs> I have stuff that I had from 25 years ago that's written down. That I don't even know if it was me that wrote it down. Like I'm writing it. I'm like this is my handwriting. I don't remember any of this. This is crazy. What does this even mean? Was seemed like important at the time, but I have a bunch of stuff in my Samsung notes right now. Just a line will pop in my head. I'm like, that's kind of neat. And, you know, okay, we'll put that down. So I'm not going to come back and try to decipher what the hell it was I was trying to think. But, uh, yeah, I write stuff all the time. I got a million ideas. I mean, there's always always stuff coming out. And it's not ever, ever a sp- 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 an actual specific thing either. I don't, like, write. Sometimes I write, like, a country song. Sometimes I write some heavier shit. And, and I write a power ballad. And, but um, it's what's really hard is to do. I used to write anything I used to write was something that was an experience, something that came from me. I had to have been something that was real, like I'm writing about a person or a situation that actually happened. And one day I just said, like, just just out of the clear blue sky, just come up with an idea, just anything. And I tried to do that again. I don't know how the hell do these guys write. Some of these guys that actually write like hundreds and hundreds of songs and sell them to people and they're like these major writers where do you where do you where's it come where does it come from i don't know i, I mean i it's so hard to just say i'm going to sit down right now and try to write something so i say when something pops in my head it's so nice to just throw it on the phone and go, okay all right i got an idea what that is i have no idea where it's going or if i'll even keep it or whatever but it's an idea so there it is <laughs> we were talking about how much we hate technology but the beauty of technology though sometimes you yeah. get an idea you just click a little note record yeah. right into your phone and boom mm-hmm. it there it is yeah and we're back in the day you'd have to like maybe call yourself yeah. on your answer machine and mm-hmm. be like do 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 a da da you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. but the, nowadays you got the you got yeah. the old phone and stuff and so I, I mean i assume that the, my phone is listening to every word i say at all 
times. And oh, yeah, for sure. So my, my to anyone out there listening into my phone, enjoy the show. <laughs> I got nothing to hide, and I'll just probably piss my pants laughing if I ever get called out on it. I'm like, <laughs> you, you, you heard that. Okay. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Chillin' Smith is checking in. He's saying, Matt Granger, holy hell. Thank you, Rick, for checking in. <laughs> Rick. Uh, Misucci's saying something pretty funny, too. I remember this as well. He says, do you remember when Sebastian Bach was on that super group reality show with Scott Ian on VH1 I do remember back that. then? Yes. He says he was a dick back then, too. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was. He was getting. That's kind of like where you saw the total lead singer syndrome uh-huh. kick uh, yeah. in with him, and they had. And it can only. And, that, and that's only a little clip of it yeah. too. I can only imagine what he put the rest of the band through throughout the God. whole time that wasn't being broadcast. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting little little crew. Yeah. Remember the other thing too? They did a thing on VH1 bands on the run where they were doing these unsigned bands. Yeah. And they were like doing a contest where they mm-hmm. would book them throughout the. I gotta. I want to check those back out again. Let's see if there was anybody on there that was substantial because this was a yeah. long, long time ago. I want to say it was almost twenty years ago. They were doing stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You um, you gonna do any recording with some of these? This music you got going? Or? Eventually, yes. Yeah. I got. I and as a matter of fact, I just did a thing. Um, I did the Kelly's Christmas thing at uh, Big Blue North. Oh, cool. Um, uh, and spoke to those guys there. I'm like. This place is phenomenal. Oh, it's the best. I gotta come back here. This is this is this feels right. Yeah. So um yeah, I'm gonna be getting a hold of them at some point. It's Hopefully so comfortable there, right? Yes, it yeah. really is. Great I, I walked in there, I'm like, this is this is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so churchy in here. What a phenomenal <gasps> It's such a nice, nice What a vibe, too. And yeah. then you, when you want to get away from it all, too, you can just go downstairs and play some games. Yeah. You know, you can just go mm-hmm. snack out for a little bit if you need to get away. And the live room is really good. And, and of course, the, the recording room. And Jeff does a great job. Oh, my God, yeah. Phenomenal. He does a great Phenomenal. job. Super, 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 super easy to work with. And, I mean, that's huge, too. I like that because that's a real recording original music is such a personal thing. And you almost want somebody that's. I not necessarily not have a bunch of ideas, but uh, somebody who's like open to everything, like, and they're almost a robot with what they're doing as far as the work end of it. But they're a human being that's able to work that part of it. Like he's, it, like again, so incredibly easy to work with. He's not worried about anything technologically. It's like, what are you going to give me? And whatever you give me, I can work with. But it, it still has to come from you. Like, you can't put talent in the monitor. <laughs> can I get a little more talent in that monitor? So, and I love that. I'm uh, stealing that. It's not mine. I've, I've heard that a few times over the years. But, uh, that, is, that, that, is, that is a fact. So, uh, yeah, I would love to get back up, back up there with a bunch of the stuff. And I have a few more things I need to get off my chest before I, before I jump off this rock. But, uh yeah, I'm, I'm always writing stuff. I always have ideas and things like that. But uh, like you said, it's yeah. personal. It's like yes. it's like having kids. Yes. When you leave, you record mm-hmm. a song. You know, you want it to be yeah. the way you want it. And you hope beyond hope. You hear all these guys that like have done major, like major acts that have had albums that flopped, and they were some yeah. of the some of their own personal favorite music. And then, like I can't believe the stuff that hit. You know, and then I hated those songs. And this is what these were the songs that really meant something to me, and they didn't go anywhere. Which is always a, a that's a terrifying thing to throw yourself out there and say, okay, I'm gonna, we're gonna shine light on this. Have a look, have a listen. What do you think? And 
who you hope people enjoy it, you know. Yeah. But again, it's just, it's also something. It's a it's a labor of love, and it, to get that stuff out there, and finally, I, I've had a few things I've recorded in the last bunch of years that it's nice to have that down now. It's there. It's all. It, it exists. I don't have to do this live all the time. Imagine these bands that now that that's the only way they can make any money these days is to play live. Right. And they have to be on top of it. I mean, there's some people, bands that are still always going to be like studio. You know, that, that's the only thing they. Do incredible things in the studio and live. They're not the best. I remember like uh, seeing the thing about Blink One Eighty Two. They're like we're horrible live. They're they're the ones saying it. Like we're terrible live. Don't come see our live shows. They still get a million people. That I'm like, but I'm uh, like we just enjoy doing what, what we do. And some of these some of these guys have to stay on top of their game. Like my whole thing is live. I would love to record, have somebody come and record me live or record a live show. I think that's when you get some of the best stuff is when you're actually recording live because it is. A whole different, but some of my favorite albums of all time are recorded, are like big double live recorded things that the energy is all there and the notes, there might be a mistake or two along the way and things like that, but that's all live. It's yeah. all, it's, it's, it's a real thing. And the crowd's reactions and things like that. And it's like, you know, this one special night, it was incredible. And like, especially if you were there, you know, type of thing. Um, uh, but uh, again, I, I would like to get some stuff recorded, at least in a, in a semi near future. Cool. Well, keep me posted if you do, man. I'll have you come back and. You know, and promote it, play a couple songs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So this has been great, man. It's been great to catch up with you. Absolutely. Been, like I said, it's been like a decade. Since at, least, at least. At least. We've do this a little, more, a little more often. Please. Yes. This has been great, man. Plug where you're playing this week. Uh, this week I am, where am I? I am at the Beer Garden tonight uh, on Burstone and Friday night. Uh, I, I, gotta look. I, I, I was going to have this ready and I don't. Hey, nobody got a hold of me. Awesome. <laughs> I have everything turned off. Um, it's November. Okay. <laughs> you believe it's November already? <laughs> yeah. Holy like crap. Like Thanksgiving's next week already. Oh, I'm uh, at the Oneida Lake Brew House on Friday night. And then Saturday night, K.O. Granger is at Rock Valley Brewing down in Little Falls. Cool. Oh, and then uh, all kinds of crap coming up later on this month and next month. So. Awesome, man. How do they get in touch with you if they're looking to find, see you? Easiest things on Facebook. I mean, that's where we do most of our and our, our, most of our advertising things like that. I either my own personal page or the Kale Granger page. And they'll have you know dates and events and all that crap. Yeah, awesome, brother. Great, man. Awesome. Get send my love to Ko too. Absolutely. Please do, man. We had a lot of great times at the EC back in the uh, day. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for hanging with me today, Granger. Wow. Also, thank you to my sponsors. If not for the sponsors, this podcast isn't possible. Thank you to EJA Moving Services. Thank you to Billy the Liquor Guy. Check out his book on Amazon or wherever you get books. Uh, Joey's at three hundred seven. You want a good meal this week? Go to Joey's three hundred seven Mohawk Street in Utica. Utica Coffee. My attorney Dave Longaretta has been keeping me out of trouble since probably the nineties. <laughs> if you want to. Some legal advice. You need some legal advice. Give him a call today at 315-735-6162. Thank you to Saranac Brewery. Saranac will do just fine, as my buddy Colin Leonard just said. Check them out online for all their products at saranac.com. Uh, shout out to Ballsy, ballwash.com. Use promo code members only for a 15% discount. Get yourself some nut rub, some ball wash. I'm telling you, it's changed my life, man. And it, hygiene for your groin area. Excellent. It, it works. It's awesome, especially in hot summer days. You do a little swoop and a dupe mm-hmm. with the nut rub, and you're golden. No more chafe, no Good. more rubbing, all that. It's great. It's awesome. 
So Ballsy, ballwatch.com. I got a promo, promo code. Members only get you 15% off. And then one more time, big shout out to our boy, Chilling with the Rick. Check him out on YouTube and Facebook, Chilling with the Rick. Um, also, one more thing. We are having a food drive coming up on Thursday. We're restocking the shelves at the Utica Food Pantry from 6 to 9 p.m. My boy DJ East One is going to be spinning. You come in, you bring a bunch of canned foods, and there's raffles. We've got a whole bunch of booze. We've got gift certificates. Um, there's lithographs. There's art. A bunch of stuff going on. Also, an ugly sweater contest. So if you got an ugly sweater, wear it. You might win a couple bucks for wearing an ugly sweater. So it's going down this Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. at the American Legion in North Utica, post 229. So come on out and help us restock the shelves at the Utica Food Pantry. All right, Granger, man, this has been a lot of fun. Let's do this again really soon, man. Please, let's do this again. It was a lot of fun. Next week, we're going to come back. Um, I got Rocky coming in. Rocky Firola coming in for local music Monday. And Justin, I miss you, buddy. I wish you were here, bud. So we'll, yeah, right we'll get that shit worked out next Let's time. Let's get him next time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys have yourself a good day. Later. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to contribute and help with the cost of the producing this podcast, you can hit our virtual tip jar on Venmo at XYTODA. Please subscribe on all our podcast platforms. Follow, like, and subscribe All Things Disruption Network on social media. And visit our website, disruptionnetwork.net.